Hello and welcome to the Daily Reprieve Podcast, where the sexaholic or sex addict can find experience, strength, and hope from those that have traveled this road ahead of us. This episode is produced in the spirit of the 12th step to carry the message to other sexaholics. Every effort has been made to remove full names of the speakers in these recordings. This is done in order to follow the 11th tradition regarding anonymity at the level of press, radio, television, and film. This podcast is self-supporting through contributions. If you enjoy listening to this podcast and would like to support The Daily Reprieve, please do so by going to GoFundMe.com, search for The Daily Reprieve, and click on Donate Now. Without further ado, please enjoy today's Daily Reprieve. Hi, this is Daniel. I'm a very grateful recovering sexaholic. And uh, grateful to be able to share my experience, strength, and hope this morning. And I hope that I say something that's uh, helpful to y'all and just um, ask my higher power to help me get out of the way and have him speak through me. Um, to start off with, I'll just talk about uh, what it was like. I um, got introduced to uh, porn around age seven or eight. And uh, from then on, it was a pretty big part of my life. I was kind of a um, sporadic user. And um, during, the high, during high school, it increased um, with the Internet uh, coming out. Um, in high school and college, it definitely increased my use of porn. And a big part of my um, story is relationship addiction. And then I remember reading through Book the first time, and it talking about how lust um, is being addicted to partners if to a drug, and that definitely I could really identify with that. Um, part of my story is um, same sex attraction, and so um, had a friendship that turned into um, just a really unhealthy same sex relationship, and. Um, and then eventually um, I um, started going to church and got out of that and then ended up meeting somebody and getting married, but I had never really dealt with my same-sex relationship, and so here I was being married. It was just really, you know, wasn't sure how to talk to myself, you know, since I had that same-sex relationship. Am I gay? Am I straight? Like, what am I? And, you know, did a bunch of counseling. I, I had no clue about sexaholism or um, being addicted to lust, I didn't really know what, um, yeah, what that was, and um, my marriage spiraled downward um, towards the end of it. Like I was, um, I remember going to church, and I would um, like be lusting after people, and I was completely unable to stop. I could not stop. I hated it, and finally, you know, I wanted to be a good husband, but just couldn't, and finally got to the point where it's like, you know what, like, if if this is what life is like, like, man, I, I want out. Like, it's just, this is no way to live, and um, that led me to a couple suicide attempts, um, and uh, very grateful those didn't work. Um, definitely my higher power. He had his hand on me and, and kept me alive. Um, and I'm, yeah, 
third attempt in particular, like I really should have died or had some serious brain injury, but um, yeah, my higher power was very gracious to me and and I here I am today. So I'm really grateful for that. At um, after that third attempt, I was talking to a friend, and, and he was in SA, and he made some comment about how he wished that I could go to SA to see that I was worth it. And so at this point, I'd gotten involved in the legal system, was being charged with um, disorderly conduct uh, for my third suicide attempt, and um, my marriage was, it, it was over. Um, and so realized that, like, I needed to make some changes, and so I went to my first SA meeting, and, and I remember I was, like, just mortified that I was a sexaholics anonymous meeting, and, um, you know, I, I, kept, I kept going back, and um, those first couple months were kind of rocky. I, um, I uh, don't think I got very much sobriety. I think I was kind of a um, periodic slipper and um, I, I did get a sponsor and I did start working the steps and that was helpful. Um, had a while into it though I realized that my sponsor did not have a sponsor and so I realized that like man I want my sponsor to have a sponsor and so I um yeah, so I, I got another sponsor and um and that was really I was really glad about that and um and the sponsor he was out of state and I did start working steps and I worked as a steps I think through steps uh step four or five and um you know, looking back on it now, I don't know if that sponsor was a great great fit for me. I realized at some point that I wanted to have a sponsor that was local that I could like see face to face and like talk with and you know have coffee with and so um yeah and so that was really and then I ended up getting a, a sponsor here locally and um and I think the thing that really one of the ways that I picked my sponsor was looking at somebody and seeing somebody who like who had what I wanted and um and so got a great sponsor, um, started working the steps and, um, yeah, and step work for me has just been, I mean, to me, like that, that is the program, like working the steps, um, you know, going to meetings too, that's, that's part of, part of the program and then, you know, service, but really like working the steps, that's really, I think, where I've, that's, that's brought about the most, the most change in my life, um, and um, so I got a new got a new sponsor, started working the steps. And one of the things that when I looked at my sponsors, how he worked his program, like he went to a lot of meetings and so tried to to follow that. And that's kind of, as far as the amount of meetings that I go to, it's kind of ebbed and flowed. Um, right now I'm trying to get back into going to more meetings. But for me, I found that that's, like, that's really helpful to go to a lot of meetings. I'm fortunate enough to have a lot of face-to-face -face meetings that I can go to, and there's something about face-to-face -face meetings that I really, I really like. Um, recently here, I wasn't able to go to a face-to-face -face meeting for a week, and then at the end of it, like I could just, you know, it 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 makes a difference when I don't 
don't go to face-to-face meetings. So, um, yeah, the um, I think the one thing that my work in the steps that it's really allowed me to develop like a personal relationship with my with my higher power. Um, and for me, like I've you know I've I've supplemented the program. I've done a number of um, of things in my faith tradition, a number of um, week long classes in my faith tradition that have been that have been really helpful and helped me really develop a closer relationship with my higher power. And um, a while back too, my grant sponsor he suggested this um, this counselor, and at first I was like, man, there's no way I'm gonna go see this counselor. They were out of state, and just it'd be a big undertaking to go see him. And um, and then I eventually realized, like, man, like, I need to, I just felt like I wasn't making any progress in my program. And so I went and saw this this counselor and did, like, a two-week intensive, and it was, it was really, really helpful. Um, and um, so it's, um, I think the one thing, too, about the program that I'm really grateful for is, like, how it's, it's helped me develop like a really close personal relationship with my higher power. Like there's, you know, when I'm like close to my higher power, like I'm able to like ask him for help as I'm going through the day. Like if I'm running errands or just like, like what, what do I need to do? And man, he gives me direction and he, he, he really helps me. And it's like, man, it's like that, that close relationship with my higher power. And it's just, Man, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't trade it for anything, and um, you know, and I think growing up in the faith tradition, you never heard about having a personal relationship with you know with God, and it's just really, I guess I never really understood it, and um, and now I think I'm beginning to to understand it. The um, yeah, the other night I was um, just had my son for a week, and I was feeling kind of he just left, and I was feeling kind of kind of low and um and I did some step work and um you know and prayed and just was really honest with my higher power and man I just felt really close to my higher power and could tell that my higher power was there and it's like man the experiences like that when I'm really like honest with my higher power and I really like show up and he's there it's like man I wouldn't I wouldn't trade that for anything it's just really um yeah, it's really, it's really special. I think that one of the things I really like um, step two and how it allowed me to define my my higher power and and really just come to um, yeah a really like personal relationship with with my higher power. Um, go, going back to my story, when I got into the program, I just um, gotten out of the hospital I think a couple of weeks or maybe it was a month earlier and um, at that point like I didn't have a relationship with my son or very strong I didn't see my didn't see my son very much he was just he was less than a year old and um, and over the next couple of years basically went through a like a legal battle to be able to see my son and, and be in his life and at first I had to have like supervised visits with my son and then over um, a couple of years later that supervision went away and um, you know looking back on it like 
it's pretty rough going going through a divorce and then going through the um, the custody struggle. Um, but you know, I mean, my higher power, he really he he really brought me through, and um, yeah, it was looking back on it, it was ext- extremely difficult. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I guess I'm I'm grateful for that struggle because it really, I think, brought me close to my higher power and it really, it gave me faith that my higher power, he can, he can bring me through anything. Um, and here recently I, um, I started my own business and I've run into uh, legal issues with a former employer and, um, and that's been a struggle. I know though, like if my higher power, if he brought me through, um, you know the the, the my custody struggle with my with my son. You know he can bring me through this, and um, so I think that's that's been helpful for me. And um, so um, I think one one last thing as far as my recovery, one of the things that's that's really helped me, and this isn't this is just I guess I'm talking about my story, so I can experiment to take the note, but. Um, one thing that's really helped me out in my recovery has been um, I got into into running a number of years ago or when I was going through my divorce, and I really enjoy exercise. And I think for me, like, you know, like it says in the solution, there's, you know, we have to recover, you know, physically, physically, sexually, emotionally, and spiritually. And um, part of my recovery has been, been getting into running. And it's, um, yeah, there's... There's just been a couple times when I've been been running there I've just really felt just really close to my higher power and um and that's been that's big, been a big part of my recovery and i'm really I'm really grateful for that because exercise it's it's important to me and so it's that's been a part big part of my recovery so um but I think that's really that's getting close to twenty minutes and I don't think I really have a lot um else to share so I hope I uh, hope that's been helpful and uh, appreciate the opportunity to, to share my experience, strength, and hope. So thanks, Dennis.